You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so more excited about Vegas or the food, or the or Shot Show or the food? I think Shot Show, but barely, because uh, <laughs> you know I, I really enjoy going to Vegas because it's a great food town, lots of great restaurants. But uh, I think I, obviously my first Shot Show, so I'm really excited about um, you know walking around and seeing a lot of cool stuff. So Zach sends this invite to this steak restaurant. <laughs> yeah, can I pick? On, can I pick on you yeah, for a bit? Sure, yeah. It was funny because I'm like cool. I didn't really think about it, and I started looking. I was like, steakhouses in Vegas are expensive. I mean, I mean, you and I had a hundred dollar lunch uh, over burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to eat there without spending fifty each. And I got thinking about, it. I was like, I wonder how much this place is. And I looked it up, and I'm like, the high end steaks were two hundred some dollars. Well, some of them were sixty five dollars an ounce. Yeah, they charge by the ounce oh. for some of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. That was in like a little box. Okay, yeah. I misread the menu. Then I, I'm like poor kid from Appalachia. We don't have that. We go to like Ryan's Steakhouse, Ponderosa, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Golden yeah. Corral. You can yeah. eat. <laughs> so, but I, I looked it up and I was texting Zach. I was like, "Dude, this uh, this steakhouse is going to be an expensive run." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not expecting the company to pay for that. Um, I'm just going with or without you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, his text was like, "You don't have to come." But I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Table for one. Table yeah. for one. Grimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's an amazing place. Uh, you know, I've eaten there before, and it was just a really cool experience. And like we like, we'll have two waiters when we go, which is like I think one what? of the cool. Yeah, you have two waiters. Um, I haven't really worked out dinner details with Aaron, so I guess I'm just going to go with you guys because yeah. I told them I was like I. I was trying to get dinner. You know, uh, for people that don't know what Shot Show is, it's the shooting, hunting, outdoor, and tactical show. There's a range day on. Monday and then Tuesday. Does the show go? I think the show goes on Friday, but Friday's kind of the dip out day for a lot of people. Uh, yep. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are the primo days. Um, they they run booths. It's it's a it's a trade show, so it's consumers can't get in. You go through. Uh, it's kind of like what Dan and I talked about last week with ATA. You know, you can talk to a lot of brands, but there's thousands, more than a thousand vendors there or or, or booths. Uh, yeah, um, uh, there's. I would say 10,000. I don't know how many. Like, it's huge. I, th- I think it's uh, – yeah, I don't know. You and can't, it goes across the street to Caesars. It, it yeah, does they now. It. They yeah. just expanded it. That's what's funny. People are like, well, so-and-so canceled. And I'm like, it literally – they expanded the footprint, and you had all these brands they on waiting wait lists. List. Had a wait, yeah. They've had a wait list for years. And so, you know, even with some of the big brands bouncing, it, it's still going to be huge. Anyways, that so, so that's uh, what's going on. But t- tonight, I was supposed to meet up with – Aaron, Aaron from Raising My Doors and another board member, and we were potentially going to do dinner. I know we're going to do drinks, and you guys are welcome to come to that. Um, but I, they, they started talking about, you know, uh, $200 steak meals, and I was like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of like 
poor poor kid with uh, I'm trying to feed three mouths. Well, I, at this point, I just keep adding, uh, you know, to to our our, uh, our our count over here. And Zach's over here trying to buy four hundred dollars steaks. I'm like, I don't I don't think I can do it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's, honey, that's we can't pay for tuition. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we can't pay for my daughter's tuition next month because I I ate a four hundred dollars. Well, what's funny is like when I booked this, I was trying like I told Mary Kate that I wanted to have one nice dinner. And she's like, okay, we'll just, you know, pick pick one. Pick, like, one nice place. So I was trying to decide between two places that I've been before. One was the sushi place called Nobu. And then this other place is, is the John George's Steakhouse. And um, I picked the cheaper of the two options. Oh, <laughs> really? The sushi was more? Yeah, the sushi is. Is it one of those, like, I told you Mary sit Mark, down at the bar or the sushi place and they can, just keep it coming? You can. But you can easily, at this sushi place, run up a $500. What's a roll? Like, 50 bucks a roll? Um, well, the thing is, is, Market. like, they... They do it – they try to convince you to eat in the way that the traditional Japanese meal works. So you have sushi at the end of the meal, um, like your traditional sushi roll. So you start – like it's a whole like temperature thing they explain. Like you start with um, a like a, a room temperature dish and then you work your way up to your like hot main dish. And then you work your way back down to a cold dish. It's like I, I, it's like a cultural thing in Japan, apparently. Um, but you know, so you have like eight courses like over the course of this meal. Hmm. Uh, but you end with like you know one or two sushi rolls, which is like what we're used to. You know, when you say I'm sushi just saying rolls. culturally, I go to Kroger on sushi. <laughs> the five dollar, <laughs> the five dollar sushi Wednesdays. <laughs> so uh, you you both have traveled with me enough. To, you know that I'm like I ball pretty cheap. And when he texted me the steakhouse, I said, dude. I don't, I don't think it's ethical for me to spend that much money on a steak that my wife's not present. <laughs> Dude, you can Facetime while we. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not gonna get like the wagyu beef. No, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting like the regular steak, yeah. but it's still amazing. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm just picking on you because uh, I thought it was really funny when, when it, once because this whole text thread started blowing up and and over the weekend and it's like holy. You know we're going to where, uh, but but no, I, I'm in. I, I think it's gonna be fun. Other than that, let's let's talk about shot a little bit, and this will air the week after shot. Uh, so Zach, expectations for shot. What do you what do you think it's gonna be like? Um, you know, I'm trying to make like I, I feel a little intimidated to be yeah. honest because uh, like we, I don't, felt that way. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know. Like, am I like? You know, because a lot of it's, like, very meeting-driven, and it's, like, you know, if there's some of these brands that, like, you know, there's, like, one brand in particular that I'm looking to seeing um, because I've never seen one of their firearms in person before because they're so exclusive, like, so, what brand? Uh, it's McMillan. Okay. Um, that's not the name of their parent company. It's like they're they have a parent company that actually is has the that's the booth of parent yeah, companies. The, yeah, they also make a, like an ammunition round. But anyway, um, McMillan rifles got famous because of Chris Kyle ran a mm. McMillan three hundred eight. And uh, but anyway, like you never see these firearms for the most part because I mean even before COVID because it's not something a gun shop would just carry. You know, these rifles start out at you know seven grand and then work your way up from there. Um, so I'm curious. I can just kind of you know see one in person and kind of you know chat with. Four hundred dollars steaks, seven grand rifles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be expensive. How much does that haircut cost? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I think you know my like I'm excited, but I'm also like I'm trying not to seem like a noob at the same time. You know, like I wanted Dude, like, like what's funny. I, t- I tell you, what, you got to just own it. Yeah, just and they don't care. Like yeah. they love that people are gonna come in and be interested. There is a ton of media there, so yeah, we go and it's meeting driven. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people just walking around, checking stuff out, picking things up. I mean, you get to hold like like that. Mm-hmm. I'll hold rifles that I will never be able to buy, or if I want to stay in my home, be able to buy. <laughs> so like, it is cool because you do get to nerd out, geek out, have fun, and and see new stuff. I, I was a little nervous. 
um, similar with ATA. When you first go to ATA, you're like, man, I'm not a competition archery. You yeah. know, it's like some of these guys can drop 80 yard bombs, but then you get in there and you realize a lot of these guys probably don't even know how to shoot a bow. They might have a really cool bag company, um, and, and, and you know, so shots shots that at a grander scale. It's shooting, hunt, hunting, outdoor tactical. So there's going to be companies there that have like bomb squad robots. You know, mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. it's like you get into the police division. Uh, we got yeah, a couple meetings with some the of the law pol- enforcement yeah. side. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm doing a podcast with some of those guys on Thursday. We'll, we'll go over there and check out, uh, get a feel for, for some of this stuff. But you and I saw like a tank, you yeah. know, that was built to go in uh, with a bomb squad. So a lot of these guys aren't necessarily even firearms enthusiasts. So, you, you know, I, I think lower, like getting that anxiety out. Uh, is good because you and I kind of felt the same way. Like, man, I'm not. A, and I, Jacob and I like to shoot, but we're, you're more of a gun nerd than we are. So, like, when we roll up to things like we did last May, I'm always a little anxious because you got guys that just shoot all day long and they can plink at, you know, a thousand yards with their eyes closed almost. This is going to be like you going to ICAST with me yeah. is what it's going to be like for us going to shot with Zach. Yes, for sure. <laughs> uh, it's like I like to fish. Yep. But I don't really know a lot about it at the level you do. I grew up fishing, and I still can't talk about it like Jacob can. Mm-hmm. He talks about guns like you do, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I was just kind of going through my mental Rolodex over the weekend of, like, you know, all the, the companies that, like, either stuff I own or stuff that I wish I owned kind of thing. Um, and I was just kind of gone on the SHOT Show website just, like, you know, going through the exhibitor list. And, like, and then as soon as I found their booth number, I would just, like, screenshot it on my phone. And just, like, <laughs> if there's time, I'll, I'll – I saw you at, uh, at, like, would like to stop at this booth. <laughs> well, so I learned from – last shot show and ata and everything else that we've done to try to leave some gaps Mm -hmm. this time because it's so big and if there is something you want to go see you might walk past it by chance you and i learned too you can't book back-to-back meetings at shot no because you can't walk it it's so especially now if you got to get across the street it's even harder ata is small enough to where it's a five-minute walk across ata but you can you know people people are cool if you show up five minutes late they get it but like you can't do that with shot Mm -hmm. i mean it might be a different floor there's entire rooms that are like this is the law enforcement room or Mm -hmm. you know here is the whatever um i mean it is it is so big that i don't think you could do every booth in three days i don't think you could I mean, and actually see everything. No, yeah. you can might walk past it. You can walk it. past it. You yeah. could. You and I didn't even go through every room last time. I don't uh-uh. think because uh, there was there was that one like Daniel Defense. You remember the room? I think Daniel yeah. Defense was in that room. It was yeah. almost like exclu- it had that. I bet that's where I mean, that's no. that's more the like black ops tactical mm. type stuff. Law like, enforcement, military. Zach's so are there like levels there. of clearance? Like so, like mm-hmm. am I am uh, I allowed to? Well, go? the media. There room. may be stuff that's happening that we don't know about that's strictly yeah. clearance are, level. But are, not are we more. going there as a, a retailer this time? Uh, or are we media? I think we're media. Again. Oh, okay, cool. Because yeah. I, I was like, the media room's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other thing I was thinking about over the weekend about. Um, uh, shot, which also kind of played into the intimidation thing, is like the people that are walking around that you have no idea who they are, but you probably should know who they are. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah. know, you know, probably high level members of the government, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, probably former spec ops guys. Like, you know, you just, there's probably a lot of people that, um, a lot of ballers walking around that, yeah. that, that, you know, you don't know who they are, but they're, they're a big deal. I, you know, I agree. Shot definitely has more of that vibe. Like, ATA. We didn't see it as much Friday, but I heard Saturday the celebrities were out uh, in force. Yeah, because yeah, me- I even media mentioned day. you. I well, it's like, a media day. Like the, the people are here. Like, like uh, you know, we saw – there. I won't say who, but there were some people in there that were definitely like media celebrity people there on somebody. They obviously came in through another brand's pass, which is I think totally fine if the brand has the pass for you. I don't yeah. think it's against the rules. Um, 
But what happens with the ATA, they, they, they do a blackout, media blackout on Friday. Mm. So we came in as a retailer on Friday, and it was actually pretty nice because you can just walk up and get meetings. Um, I mean, I met with 15 brands on Friday with Dan. I don't know what you ended up doing. Um, you and I kind of split off. But mm. um, with with Shot, it is all like 75,000 people go to this thing, and the celebrities are out there in force. But you'll be walking, and you're like, holy crap, that's uh, – Chuck Liddell, it's like, yeah. and and then you're walking and you're talking. You're like you'll be standing next to some like distance record holder for s- snipers. You yeah. know, it's like it's in, it is insane quality. I forgot I walked right past Chuck Liddell. Yeah, like like the, holy the, smokes, the wrestler dude, the UFC, yeah, dude. UFC, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was, I walked like me to you, and I, he didn't have a badge on. That's always when they don't have a badge on. It's like that is a dead giveaway. Remember at ICAST, the, the, yeah. the anglers don't wear badges at yeah. all. Uh, I saw a couple guys at ATA didn't wear badge. It's like. If you're recognized, that recognizable, you know, that's when you, you're like, if you don't know the person with the badge, you probably should. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yes, Chuck Liddell does look like he could rip your head off. I so believe that. Yeah. He's still in shape. I feel like I remember him not being that tall, though. He's not very tall. He, I've, he was maybe, like, shorter than I am. Yeah. I, I want to say back. he's, like, 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah. I mean, the, a lot of the UFC guys, they don't – they're, no, they're not, not really tall. Right. But he's – you wouldn't mess with. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, yeah, the same thing. I mean, like, you guys talking about Chuck Liddell. I mean, um, you know, I put some time on our calendar for later this week because one of the uh, operators from Thirteen Hours is going to be there, uh, you know, in association with one of the brands. Uh, I was like, oh, that's so cool! Like, I was totally geeking out with my uh, with Mary Kate about it, and uh, I was like, you know, th- I love that movie and like the fact that one of the actual guys is going to be there. It's like, I mean, total like you know, fanboy, you know, over here trying to, you know, be like 13 hours. Is that the, um, big Dazi? Yeah. Uh, so I, I can't tell it on the podcast, but I'll tell you a story. Okay. I, I know a guy who was in that division Oh, cool. and, uh, he's like, that's the, that's the story that got famous, but he's like, that was it all the time. Mm, yeah, yeah. That was their life. He, yeah. he, he talked about, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize the name. I can't say it on the podcast. Okay. Cool. Uh, it, a lot of those, I think, no, you don't know him. Uh, a lot of these military contract guys, though, have insane stories. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. So, like, secretly what I want to happen in SHOT Show is, like, I'm walking somewhere, like, and see someone, and I recognize them, but no one else does. And then <laughs> I get to talk to them, yeah. and no one else will realize who it is. But, you know. Dude, SHOT, Shot Show is a celebrity fest. You'll see so many people. I mean, Chuck Liddell was one. I'm like, Chuck Liddell's a SHOT? You, yeah. you might see Steve Austin. Like, who knows? You know, it's, yeah. it, it is cool. I understand why... Uh, I was actually talking to my buddy Kevin Orthman um, yesterday. Uh, we hadn't talked to him in a while. Previous executive director of Palma, for anybody that doesn't know who he is, um, lives in Japan now. So I was talking to him at my morning. He's getting ready to go to bed. Uh, literally, literally lives in the future. So I was asking him how my day was going to go. <laughs> uh, but, no, we were talking, and, and he's like, you know, I always see people who are like, open it up to consumers. And he says, what do you think you're going to do there? Because oh, that, that's man. the one thing that people don't understand. You can't, like, walk up and buy these guns. Yeah. You can't. And really, like, salespeople don't want to talk to consumers at these shows because they want to talk to the retailers or the media people. That's yeah. it. Like, that's, they want to promote their product or they want to sell it to a, a retailer. So I don't think consumers really understand. Like, if you were at this show, you would be the biggest nuisance and everybody would treat you as such. Yeah. What, on the flip of that, what I've been saying uh, on this podcast is trying to get people to come out to Great American Outdoor Show because mm-hmm. Jacob and I have been to that show, and you won't get the, you won't quite get the extravagant boost you get at shot, but you will get a lot of the same salespeople. 
you'll get there are some nice big booths there mm-hmm. the Colpin booth is really cool yeah. um you know call out for for chris julik and his team they have an awesome setup a lot of the like polaris um there's there's a couple different i think there's some truck companies like some of the big big firearms companies have the nra has their own booth there like you'll get that big booth presence on some of these booths but uh if if you're trying to if you, if you don't know an ffl like is required yeah. to get into shot that's your best ticket is to fly up to pennsylvania and spend you're not. To, I don't. You can't do that show in two days either. Mm-mm. No, it's big. more than a thousand vendors. Yeah, and the other thing too is like that. Even though they may not be selling some of the firearms there, the brands will bring them. So you get a little bit of that like release taste that they have at Shot Show. Yeah. And like, do the, they don't sell at Gaos at all? I don't know if they don't. Sell I mean, at dude, all, you can conceal carry at that show, so I bet you can buy a gun. They, but it, you're not. You're not picking it up off the shelf at mm. Colt and walking out the door. Yeah. Uh, it's not Probably, like they that, might, they might but like they'll have to stuff that, yeah, that you can come and see and get your hands on. Uh, still. The other thing about shot that I was thinking about over the weekend was, you know, uh, for anyone who like keeps up with like, you know, just firearm news and, and stuff, you always like hear about like these military deals, right? Like, you know, mm. maybe one branch of the military switched their side arm from SIG to Beretta or Beretta to SIG or whatever. And, you know, they talk about how much money and the number of, you know, uh, firearms that have to be purchased. And I'm like, this is where these deals happen. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like this is where yep. there's a room and there's some high-level dudes from the military and, you know, getting together with the, the manufacturers and, like, yeah, I want to purchase half a million, you know. I got stories on that that if I can remember to tell you. I can't say it on a podcast either, <laughs> but I'll tell you some stories. Uh, the dark world of SHOT Show. <laughs> <laughs> SHOT Show's great. This isn't even the dark world of SHOT Show. This is the industry. Yeah. Like, it's, it's outside of the show even. Yeah. There's, 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 uh, there's all these parties that happen that are, like what we're going to on Thursday, um, and we – you know, that has, that's more, it's like Badlands Film Festival. I don't think that's in collusion with ATA at all. They do it because ATA is there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's there, it's happening, everybody's there. It's like our party wasn't affiliated with ATA. There's tons of that stuff. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the stuff Zach's talking about goes down. And I, I know of a couple of those I'll tell you about uh, off air. Um, the, have you seen the movie War Dogs? Oh yeah, the Jonah oh Hill, Jonah Hill and you seen uh, Miles this? Teller. No, I haven't seen it's that. a true great, story, true gr- true story, and great movie. Oh, it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Um, it, it was on Netflix. That's where I watched it. Um, it's about these two goobers who get into uh, uh, arms deals, and they they make a. Is it the Iranians that? Basically, the premise of the story is is the that Iranians. the government cannot prevent. Like, there's a bidding process, right? Like, this, you know, open transparency about government contracts, right? Yep. So, basically, these two guys got together. I mean, had no real experience in the industry, and to my knowledge. And basically, you know, we're sourcing deals for uh, firearms for the military. And they were able to undercut everyone because they were just, you know, calling anyone. You know, they were calling overseas. They were, you know. And so, basically, these two guys built this multi-million dollar empire um, by getting government contracts, um, and, and it kind of the movie just kind of follows all the antics along the way, and um, end up in some deep, deep doo doo over over these deals. Uh, yeah, it's imagine. not the Iranians; I can't remember who they yeah. they piss off. But, but at uh, one point in the film, they were buying a, like a, a ton of five five six ammunition, <laughs> um, and they end up buying it from somewhere in the Soviet Union. Yeah, I think it's like expired Russian. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, like forty it's, years old. Yeah, expired Russian, you know, rounds or whatever. Um, but like, and they figure out that they. I mean, there's a lot of ingenuity in what they were doing because they realized that they could save on the shipping by removing the rounds from the metal cases and putting them in plastic bags 
and then putting those plastic bags in boxes to ship them. Um, now, whether that's you know legal or not, I don't know, but uh, but it just kind of follows like all their antics, and they ended up getting in some trouble, and and you know, and I think actually some laws about the process for getting government contracts changed as a result of, of the things that they were able to accomplish. Because basically, it showed that like the three of us could get together and just say, hey, like we're going to try to become the military supplier for uh, tactical vests, and we just go and do it. We have no experience, we have no idea what we're doing, but we're going to go buy tactical vests. From China, we're gonna get on Alibaba, and yeah, <laughs> but it, you know, and, I, and it's like so. There's a lot of ingenuity in what they did, but also like a lot of like you know, as an American citizen, you maybe like, whoa, this is maybe not okay. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go there. Last five minutes here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit like controversial subjects. Ready? Flash fire. Sure. Uh, these guys have no idea I was gonna do this. So, been tons of smack talk on Shot Show and NSSF over the masks. Mm. How you feel about it? I, honestly, I don't care. Like, if you want me to wear a mask to come in and, and meet the people that I'm there to meet, sure. Whatever. I'm a big fan of personal choice, so I think, you know, I understand what SHOT Show is trying to do. Well, it's uh, actually Vegas. Just, just oh, you yeah, sorry. Sorry, yes. The, the Clark County, Nevada. Yeah, it's a, like a county state yeah. thing, right? Um, so, I, you know, I just think it would be better to just leave things up to the person because I think about the economy, you know, in a large – like what are th- what are people not going to do because they know they have to wear a mask, right? Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm you know I'm more than happy to wear a mask wherever I go, but at the same time, I do think about the unintended ripple effects of you know is someone in Vegas going to be less likely to go to a nice dinner because they know they may have to wear a mask you know when they walk in. The well, door. I think the flip of that too, you're seeing it now, and like these states don't want the schools to shut down because they know. I mean, state okay, hospitals are overcrowded. Uh, people are coming into contact. Let's shut down schools. That sounded like a great idea to them the first time around. I know a lot of us were still opposed to it. Um, but the the thing that happens is, you know, a lot of your nurses are school-age moms. Uh, they, they have school children. And so now you're taking them out because they don't yeah. have people. So it, it does get complicated. And there's already stress that on that system. Yeah, it puts stress on that. Yeah. Uh, so what's, I'm, I'm, I've been really – I found it really interesting that uh, people – you know, I understand freedom of choice. Um, I'm going to wear a mask if they tell me where, if I got to wear a mask to get in. I yeah. the, the business is so good at Shot Show. Like the, right. we will come out of this with brands to bring to our members that they can buy and use their Go Out rewards on, and Go Out gets to uh, you know have more revenue out of that, and we get to continue being a platform that can fight censorship. Like that's important to me. If I have to put a mask on to do that, fine. You know, there's certain limitations here. I'm not going to put a tutu on and dance on the boulevard in Vegas. Double to, mask, to, wear a face shield. Yeah, I'm not doing all that garbage. Yeah. But, like, if I have to comply to wear a mask, I've just, I've just found it really interesting. It's like people get so committed to something that, that they, they almost lose their head. Mm-hmm. Just like, no, I said I wasn't going to wear a mask. So I'm not going to do it. It's like, well, you can't even fly to get in here. If, you know, like you, if you're so committed to not wearing a mask, you're going to drive to Vegas from New York? You're going to drive to Vegas from Kentucky? Or, you know, it's like... There's certain things that I just I think like people kind of have lost sight over, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't understand protesting shot, which is not shot show. The NSSF has nothing to do with the mandate, and I they were not going. If if there was not a mask mandate, they wouldn't be enforcing it. But I don't understand protesting shot over a mask mandate. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, I, it, it, to me, it's just all like you know people's thoughts about the vaccine it's like you know it's your choice at the end of the day it's everyone's you know personal choice so it's like why not extend that you know i'm talking about at the highest of levels why not extend that all the way down to you know 
uh, the masks, right? If you're allowed to make a personal choice about the vaccine, then you should be able to make a personal choice about wearing a mask and any other preventative measures that you, you know, choose to take. And I understand, you know, the government has to think about a lot of things like, you know, if, if it's a personal choice, then what happens if hospitals get overran or, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, it, it just seems a little bit of, um, you know, picking and choosing when the, when the government wants to. Yeah. Intervene. I, I wouldn't even get into like the whole, cause I don't understand it. I'm, I'm not that smart, but like do mask work. I don't know. I'm not a freaking medical professional. I feel like they probably do. Like, I'm not going to get into people debating the types of mask and when you should wear them and what distance. Like I, I'm not trying to make that claim or get into that on this show. I just find it interesting of people that are like, I'm not going cause you got to wear a mask. Yeah. I, I, ultimately what it, almost anything that we make a decision on is what is most important for you to get out of this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And if it is my stance on wearing a mask and having personal freedom. (laughs) Okay. If it's, I need to go there and meet my people, see my people, shake hands and and enjoy my time with them. That's most important to me. So what is the mask mandate in Vegas right now? Um, Is it, is it just the conventions or is it everywhere? It's, it was the casinos. Anything indoors. It's casinos too. I thought it was. That'd be interesting. Can you smoke through a mask? Well, I mean, people are going to be taking a <laughs> Well, so I said, this is the year to play poker because people can't see half your face. You can just yeah. sit down and Well, and also, like smirk. the other interesting thing I thought about, you know, on this subject is a lot of the casinos use facial recognition software and oh, cameras yeah. to detect people that have been kicked out for counting cards or, you know, potential high-risk, you know, people that may be in the casino, previous criminals and, and so forth. Um and, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, I've just kind of wondered, like, well, if ever, everyone's wearing a mask, then they don't need it. You know, they, think of your iPhone. It can, it no, can, it's true. They, yeah. they can scan your face and detect you with certainty with, with a mask on. Yeah. Jack Carr book. You, did you read book yeah. four? Yeah. He oh, talked yeah. about that. He talks about that in that book, early in the book, of how, like, people think that AI can't read it. He's like, we just need the tip of an ear. Mm and he's probably right. The government can probably like probably with 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 relative certainty. Probably like the space between your eyes. Like, yeah, so, like, it's like yeah, there's, there's so much uniqueness to each like it, with what it scans. But yeah, if your iPhone can do it, you better believe the Vegas yeah, cameras can. True. Good point. Yeah. So it's anyways, probably where it started. Yeah, it's <laughs> they probably, probably developed the tech. <laughs> All right, we got to run. We got to go hop on a plane like now. Um, yep. So so uh, if we can, we'll, we'll try to get Zach back on here next week to recap how it went and. Talk about all the debauchery. Maybe yeah. not all cool the people. debauchery. Cool people you got to meet. Yeah, I'd be happy to. It'd be, it'd be cool. I think I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing some of these cool companies, meeting some cool people, and, and having having a nice steak. I'm excited <laughs> about that steak. Let's go get a steak. <laughs> I all hope right. it's not disappointing. All right. That makes you all sure uh, if you guys want to log this on Go Wild, pull up your app, hit the plus sign, log time, outdoor podcast, and then you'll see the show up top. And then uh, a lot of times people tag me and don't know some of the other people on. So this is Zach Grimes, my co-founder. We didn't introduce Zach. But he used to come on my old podcast, Restless Native, all the time. You probably know the Kentucky Waterfall, Jacob Knight. But tag us. Uh, let us know what you thought about the show. And give us uh, your opinions on uh, how much Zach should cap that steak. How, mu- how much should he have spent on this steak that we're about to eat? I'll tonight? bring the receipt next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should do that. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. See you.